The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy time. And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat ruckers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and you'll see two videos at the top of the page there. The one on the left side uh, is Bradley's show from the previous day. All you got to do is click on that and you can play it up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area there. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, you will see a Rumble icon. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming also live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Please subscribe to the channel there. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. 
We're also on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. We're also on a variety of little Facebook pages that have my name on them that they continue to allow me to have on there. And then also on Twitter, The Real Tim Brow 2. Don't put in for the last part of my name. Just put a 2 there, The Real Tim Brow 2, and you can get the live feed there as well. Also, while you're at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live, there is a place where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, Do that, and uh, you'll get our email at the end of the day. Somewhere around 7 to 8 o'clock Eastern is when they go out. And uh, then if you want our ministry email, go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and uh, that's right there on the front page. You can sign up for that. Also, if you'd like to help us out, if you agree with our message and you'd like to uh, support the ministry and what we do here, there's a donate button at the top of the page, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and uh, you can click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we appreciate you guys very much because you keep us out there on the Internet, on the radio, and out among the people where we go and teach our Christian constitutional heritage. And then finally, <clears throat> if you uh, want to check out our store, a lot of great conversation starters as well as equipping tools there. Head over to our Sons of Liberty Media store. The link is right there off the front of the page. And this week we're highlighting the What is the Price t-shirt. And these are probably one of our our more um, popular shirts. Uh, The front of the shirt says, What is the price for your freedom? Ask a veteran. The back of the shirt says, What is the price of your redemption? Ask the Son of God. And uh, normally these are a donation of $20 this week only through Saturday at midnight. You can get 10% off of the shirts uh, when you use the promo code PRICE. Okay, now it's a couple more dollars, just to let you know, it's a couple more dollars if you get double X or triple X large shirt. That's just because they're using more material. But uh, normally $20, you'll get 10% off. Whatever the uh, the higher price is for the bigger shirts, you'll get 10% off of that. But that's only through uh, Saturday at midnight. So be sure to catch that. And we are pre-recording. I told you we're, we're doing it live, and currently we are live. But as you know, uh, I don't bring that up because I'll mess up my spiel at the first here. So <laughs> with that said... Uh, we got a special guest on today. Now, we had a, one of our, our listeners and supporters uh, said, hey, you need to listen to this interview, Tim. And this was an interview uh, on the Jeff Rent Show, and it was with a lady by the name of Susan Bradford. And Susan's uh, written quite a, a bit of books here. And if I can give her just a short intro, I said, you got more stuff on here than I can put on the business card. So what we're going to do is we're going to just give you a little bit um, about uh, about Susan. She uh, says that she's a Christian writer uh, whose articles have appeared in the European Review, UN Vision, Washington Times, Capital Research Center's Organizational Trends, and elsewhere. She holds a BA in English from UC Irvine and an MA in International Relations from the University of Essex. Uh, during her junior year abroad, she studied at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland, and then she's also interned for people like uh, CBS TV News Bureau in Los Angeles and um, other CBS affiliates and some other places there. There's just a lot of stuff, so I'm, I'm going to let Susan uh, go along and uh, add to that if she wants to do it. And by the way, we're, we're doing this via a call rather than on video. So Susan, it's my privilege to welcome you to the Sons of Liberty. Uh, hello, Tim. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the reason that I brought you on, you know, Susan, one of the things that, that people who would, <clears throat> and we have a wide variety of uh, people in our audience. I mean, mm-hmm. we have some Muslims that listen. Um, we have uh, Christians. We've got, you know, I try to lay out all these people. We've probably got some Zionists. we got some Jews. we got Hindus. we got all kinds of people who listen. And one of the things that that usually people who listen to the Sons of Liberty want to hear is they want to hear the Bible, they want to hear the Constitution. They want to see what is the standard 
uh, that we're looking at. We're not looking who's on the right. We're not looking at who's on the left. But we would probably be labeled as those on the right when we're really trying to stick to the road of what the law is. That's what we really go down. So I don't have to convince people that people like Barack Hussein Obama, Satora Sabarka is a wicked man, uh, was bad for our country, he's a usurper of the White House. I don't have to convince those people that Joe Biden has basically done the same thing. He's usurped that, mm-hmm. he's done all these things. I don't have to convince them of Democrats being this, that, and the other. They kind of have their mask off. The problem that we have is convincing them that the guys who tell us they're the good guys, but they're but when you watch, and they say the things we want to hear, but when you watch them and what they do, it's the complete opposite. And so you've got a book out, it's called The End of Globalism, and people can get this at Amazon if they want to pick this up. But if I can, I want to just kind of hit the top of this uh, description that you have here and then have you just launch off however you want to do that. Um, it says, the end of globalism reveals how elites use Donald Trump as a Trojan horse to derail and discredit patriots, the last vestige of nationalism which stood in the way of the New World Order. Born into great wealth, Trump aspired to greater things, but his eyes were often bigger than his wallet, and we've covered some of that in the past. Elites were all too happy to throw him a financial lifeline, but for a price, concluding that his greatest asset was his brand, that of a charismatic personality who personified success, wealth, and the American dream. Or I could say, as one uh, banker who helped build him out in the 90s said, he was more like P.T. Barnum than he was a CEO. Can you help people understand this guy that so many Americans are just... I, I don't know how to say it. They've they've made him an idol. Can you help them understand who the man is himself? Sure. Um, so uh, Trump was actually chosen uh, many decades back, and I, I know that you know we've seen like in The Simpsons, for example, that he was uh, predicted that they had predicted that he would become president well before he actually did. Um, this was because of um, back in the um, mid nineteen eighties, um, the. Uh, fraud within the banking uh, sector had been exposed and so there were um grassroots efforts that were trying to bring about a full reform within the government uh and within the banking sector so um donald trump was kind of chosen uh for this purpose uh, and there was one one aspect of this i know we discussed this uh, you know about a week ago um it's a little esoteric but um the rothschilds held a 200 uh, year um a contractual control of the crown uh, beginning uh in um uh 1815 which ended in two, 2015 so in 2015 uh, they were to surrender that control and they had selected donald trump to be um or they anticipated that he would be the president so that he would kind of preside over this new era of re- restoring integrity to the government and, and to the financial industry but what they really did is they they used him to buy time you know to kind of um uh, get patriots and get um you know, a genu- genuine reformers on board with him so that they can then reposition themselves into a, a position of strength. Um, going back into the, the, um, the, the mid uh, uh, 1980s, um, Trump had entered the casino market. He um, uh, joined, I think it was Resorts International. This was a casino that was uh, connected to the Rothschilds, the Mossad, um, the Rockefellers, um, and also to the National Crime Syndicate. So we're looking at the um, you know, Gotti, Gambino families, um, even a mobster called Meyer Lansky, uh, who uh, the Bush cartel had trained in, uh, used to train assassination squads. 
Um, so Trump got into to the casino industry. Um, he wanted to uh, to break into uh, tribal gaming because um, he realized that they had tax advantages that that he didn't have. Um, so he. Um, he uh, attempted to become, you know, casino tycoon. Um, Trump repeatedly failed, and fell into bankruptcy. Of course, um, uh, Rothschild, uh, Wilbur, uh, through Wilbur Ross, was all too willing to bail him out. I mean, the bankers wanted to let him sink, but um, Wilbur Ross had the, the the presence of mind to realize that um, the power of Trump was his brand. You know, people flocked around him. They, they thought he was charismatic, uh, a dynamic figure. He he could sell anything. So they decided to kind of allow him to keep a, a stake within his in, within the casino to remain like the figurehead, um, but he would only have a small stake, and then he would maintain this presence of being a very successful uh, businessman. Um, and then we we come you know skip ahead to uh, um, the early, the late 1990s. Um, Trump then uh, this is kind of gets into the where part you know where he really delves into some really kind of sordid types of behavior. Um, the late 1990s, he attempts to acquire a casino for the Seminole tribe of Florida. Um, this was a casino, a, a tribe that, um, it's, it's orig original, uh, a bingo operation, its gaming operation was established and funded by Meyer Lansky, you know, the mobster. Um, and they wanted to acquire a, a casino, but the state legislature, um, forbade it. They did not want casino on the mainland. Um, their main uh, competitor was Sun Cruise, and Sun Cruise uh, took um, you know patrons out into international waters, like they're, they're called, they were called cruises to nowhere, like a cruise to nowhere where they could gamble um, outside of uh, beyond the reach of, of state law. Um, so uh, they, they knew that they had this you know casino operation that was kind of a rival to what the Seminoles were trying to do. Um, uh, Trump ended up retaining a firm called uh, Greenberg Traurig, uh, which bills itself as uh, the gateway to Israel, a very powerful PR firm, or not PR firm, but law and lobbying firm, uh, to help him uh, with his legislative and legal efforts to acquire this casino. Um, so... Um, in comes um, Jack Abramoff, and you may re remember Jack Abramoff. He was a uh, well-known, um, you know, in, in uh, the kind of the beginning part of, of um, the, the 21st century, you know, in the 2000s, going up to 2006, when he was uh, finally um, incarcerated. But uh, Jack Abramoff was one of the most um, influential and prominent um, lobbyists on, on the on the scene at the time. Um, he represented. Um, uh, um, tribal casinos, and somehow he was uh, he was brought in to acquire um, the Sun Cruise loan, or to, to to take out a loan on Sun Cruise and to acquire the fleet. Um, but his partner um, uh, Adam Kadan, who didn't have the resources to do it, Adam was a bankrupt, disbarred attorney, um, was not really in a position to to do so. So they they resorted to a classic Trump maneuver, that of um acquiring the fleet with no money down um and then uh basically acquiring a, um, an asset without having um to pay for it um and what i discovered while researching um the abramoff uh, investigation that greenberg traurig and trump interests were behind the acquisition um they had in fact um uh, uh 
uh, projected um, injected the, the fraud within within that that loan which was designed in such a way as to sink the business like for example the bank withheld um, millions of dollars in term financing and there were other uh, aspects to this that were revealed in the bankruptcy proceedings um, that kind of re- revealed that there was um, fraud within the loan that was the fraud was done uh, to accommodate Kadan's liability liabilities but also to sink uh, the fleet and to ensure that the, the business was not viable now Susan can I can I interrupt you just a second here because sure. uh, the the friend that referred me to you she also said hey have you seen because I I saw Abramoff some years ago on 60 Minutes, and he was talking about, he basically had, I don't know, 400-something seats in the House that he could just go say, hey, vote for this or don't vote or vote against this. And he says mm-hmm. they would do what I what I told them to do. There was yes. a film that was made, and I'm forgetting the name of it now. You could probably remember it. Kevin Spacey Casino was the guy. Jack. Casino Jack. Casino Jack. Thank you very much. And I remember they were doing that, and I'm not going to recommend it to people because of some of the nudity and stuff like that was in it. You have to kind of get past. But, but None of this about Trump ever came up. None of that was in there. I didn't hear that in the 60 Minutes piece. None of this kind of stuff. And it's interesting to me how these guys, they all, they, all the same fleas sit on the same dog, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these things that you're talking about, it's amazing to me, Susan, that just in the short amount of time that you've been speaking, how people can't somehow see what's going on that that Trump has been friends with all of these people that they say they despise and they hate but they've been kind of they've been kind of holding him up he's not a good businessman he's had tons of bankruptcy and then even this thing with the uh, the sun cruise which was uh, the, this fleet of ships where they would take them offshore so they could legally do casino. I guess it was like in international waters or something like that. Uh, they, would, they would take them off, offshore. And they're not seeing that Trump's behind these things that somehow it, it just amazes me. It really amazes me. Yes, I mean Trump has been, uh, you know, he he has a, uh, you know, the um, fame where he's attacked, you know, the Bush dynasty, the Clintons, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and, and these other characters. But he was very inter- in, intricately and intimately involved with them. Absolutely, you know, very times they were his business partners. Yeah, in fact, um, when if I can just throw this in, and you may be going to go to this in just a second, but uh, we had. Um, Dylan Howard on, who wrote the book uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, the story about Jeffrey Epstein. We had him on a couple of times, and one of the things he told me, he said, you know, everybody focuses on Clinton and him being on this Lolita Express and all this other, and he was friends with with Epstein and all, but he said Donald Trump was was doing business dealings with Epstein's for for years, decades. Uh, that they were they were friends. They were more than just he showed up at a party or something like that. They were they were pretty close confidence. So I don't know if if you're going to go into some of that or not. In addition to the, the things you've said, yes. If, if I if I could address that, I mean, he, he actually uh, um, met Jeffrey Epstein through Resorts International. And um, if you, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to look at the Black Book, Epstein's Black Book, but Trump's name is the most frequently listed name. All the Trumps are listed in yes, that Black Book. They are. And what what I also found very disturbing is that um, during the Trump administration, um, the, the new, there was a New York prosecutor who was appointed by uh, Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, who was looking into to Jeffrey Epstein, and um, 
uh, once the, the, the investigation uh, got underway, um, Trump fired Epstein and then uh, Bill Barr, who took over as attorney general, fired the prosecutor. So there was kind of evidence there that Trump was trying to de- derail the Epstein investigation. And then once uh, uh, um, uh, he, uh, he tried to, um, uh, Sessions tried to, to run again to reclaim his seat, uh, Trump then actively campaigned against him. Um, uh, you know, he, this was a man who was a national hero who was doing right by the American people, and Trump was on, on the side of, you could say, the side of evil. Yeah, and I, I, there's no doubt that some of that's going on. Even the picture on your book there, where he's with his family, and I think some of it's cut off there, but he's sitting in this gaudy, it looks gaudy to me, all this gold and stuff around, but he's got all of this stuff that is praising basically a pop, the, the sun god, Apollo, and yet people think he's a Christian because he says he is, or he actually doesn't say he rejected the gospel and saying he didn't repent. But he's running around with all these these guys that the people who would be quote unquote on on our side, if you if you want to say that, they can't somehow seem to see why would you run with people like this? I think one of his other people was uh, uh, one of his mentors was a mob boss up there in New York, what, just one of the most wicked men you could. You could think of do you do you have something on that as well uh roy cohen yes 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 roy cohen uh followed in the mold of, of jeffrey epstein um he uh would black he would um hold a kind of sex parties and then um take pictures of, of influential people and then blackmail them so i think this was kind of a, a pattern that some of the people around trump have, have followed Okay. All right. So when the people, one of the things that we've we've talked about with Trump is who has groomed him over the past several decades more than the Mockingbird media. I mean, they've embraced him. They've loved him. He, like you said, he, on The Simpsons, he's been on Oprah. He's been on all these shows. He's had his Apprentice show. Um, he's been in all kinds of movies and this, that, and the other. So they've groomed him. And all of a sudden, when he wants to run for president, oh, he's the worst evil enemy you could. And it looks like. It's a WWE match. In other words, it looks like it's fake attacks because they're not really attacking him on on things of substance. Even his impeachment wasn't really of anything of substance. But even though there were things that he could have been impeached for, can you kind of lead us up to that? I mean, how does this guy go from being, you know, movie star, TV series guy, uh, alleged, you know, billionaire and all this other kind of stuff, although somebody's bailed him out on all that things. How does he go from that to running for president where people actually take him serious and say, hey, you're almost 70 years old. We're going to forget your character and your life for the past 70 years. And we're going to say you're saying what we want to say, even though it's completely the opposite of what you pushed for in the past. How, How do people get pulled into that? Well, um, the the Christian evangelical movement in in the United States, unfortunately, is being kind of run and and driven by the Bush cartel, uh, the Bush family dynasty. And the Bushes, of course, were behind um, establishing the national security state and the surveillance state uh, in America. And they also laid the foundation for the rise of communist China, which was done on behalf of corporate America. So communist China now is one of our greatest threats. They're atheistic, they're power hungry, and they seek to you know, consolidate the power and wealth of the world into the hands of the few. Um, this was done um, by the, the conservative Republicans. And um, you know, Trump, of course, was on board with, with this agenda. 
Um, so he he was selected from uh, the ni- the 1980s by Wilbur Ross, who who saw great potential in, in his brand. Um, and what I going back to what I was saying about Abramoff, um, I I saw that uh, the, the the bank that was behind the fr- that was representing the attorney or, or the the or rather the, the the law firm that was representing the bank in those discussions was tied to a Trump interest. Like for example, uh. The, the bank is represented by um, uh, Shroot uh, Roth Zabel. Um, this law firm also represents Invesco, which is a firm founded and run by Wilbur Ross, the, uh, the Trump uh, bankruptcy attorney, uh, who's a leading Rothschild bankruptcy advisor. Um, it also represents uh, Merrill Lynch, um, which was uh, a Seminole Tribe's financial advisor. Uh, and, and so on. So you, you have these Trump interests working behind the scenes to sabotage a deal. And then um, once uh, um, the deal implodes, um, Abramoff is able to join Greenberg Traurig, the firm you know that was kind of working behind the shadows uh, here. And um, uh, Abramoff uh, then proceeds to acquire business with some of these interests that are affiliated with Trump. Now, Abramoff has joined one of the most powerful law firms uh, and lobbying firms on Capitol Hill. This was a firm that represented Bush Cheney in the 2000 uh, Florida recount, uh, which ensured that it had um, substantial influence with the Department of Justice and, and with the incoming Bush administration. So Abramoff is thinking that he's a top dog. He doesn't want to uh, answer to these other uh, lobbyists who are affiliated with Trump and McCain, who have um, essentially uh, established very uh, strict um, barriers for entry in the very lucrative uh, uh, tribal gaming um, industry. And I should mention that... uh, um, and within tribal gaming, the the, the, federal, the the federally recognized Indian tribes were established by the robber barons, especially um, the Rockefellers. They were. It was through the Indian tribes that communism and social democracy was projected into the United States. It was through the Indian tribes that the elites have corralled and seized and, and staked claim over our natural resources, water rights, minerals. They have laundered money. Uh, um, and they have built up the, the major investment banks, um, and they have kind of redistributed uh, the wealth to themselves. Um, the Carlyle Group, which is one of the, one of the most um, uh, infamous uh, uh, crony uh, cap—I guess you can say the um, businesses with, involved in crony capitalism. Oh, they push um, communism they is what they do. Do they push communism? They, they, yes, they do. And, and communism is not done for the people; it's done for the elite to, to take the property and assets. Um, resources of, of the people and to push them upwards into the hands of the few. Um, and yes, so the Carlyle group is behind that and working with that and they were created through the Indian tribes. So by, by getting into these tr- tribal assets, you know, getting into the Seminole tribe, which was the tribe upon which all of the other casinos around the nation were established. They followed the Seminole's example. Trump put himself in, in an incredible position. Um, and, and I was seeing that um, after um, Abramoff kind of um, kind of muscled his way in, into Trump's territory, um, he began to push these other lobbyists out, and they in turn um, uh, targeted him for elimination. They, they manufactured the scandal against him. I'm not sure if you want to go into those details or not. Probably not, since you know we're we're talking about Trump, hmm. but. 
but but what I I'm happy to go into whatever you'd like with this. But what what I notice is that um, uh, around you know 2007 2008 when I, I brought this exculpatory evidence to uh, Jack Abramoff's attention, I said, look, you know, you've got with the evidence I have, you can get, have. Um, I would think I know that the Department of Justice is very corrupt, but you could have um, potentially have them drop the charges against you and. Um, what I found interesting is that Abramoff had no no interest in revealing Trump's role. Uh, he wanted to cover up for, for Greenberg Traurig and, and Donald Trump and focus on John McCain, who was who was scapegoated. Though you know John McCain did did play a role, and I noticed that um, Donald Trump became one of the leading beneficiaries of the Abramoff investigation. So the exculpatory evidence that I I had exhumed was used as leverage for Abramoff and his team to kind of get themselves back in the good graces of, of the political establishment so to, to give you an to give you an example um the old post office in in washington dc that the trump acquired and, and turned into a, a trump multi-generational asset um was um a, an establishment that abramoff was in the process of, of acquiring um the commonwealth of northern mariana islands uh that Abramoff lost as a client is now um, the the home base of a um, casino that is run by a former Trump executive. For a while, I don't know if this is still the case, but for a while you had the Clinton uh, uh, FBI director, Louis Free, and Clinton, uh, um, I think it was CIA director, James Wolseley, uh, serving on the board of directors of a casino that pandered to communist Chinese high rollers. and um, the the tribes, the very powerful and well-heeled casino tribes that uh, Abramoff represented, were acquired by um, Trump uh, um, allies and and business partners. And then they turned around once they had acquired the asset or the, or the client. They turned around, opened those markets, those very lucrative lucrative tribal markets for government grift, and and for um, they. Uh, Ensured that the um, once Abramoff was cleared cleared out of the way, Greenberg Traurig uh, joined Merrill Lynch in negotiating a one billion dollar um, acquisition of the Hard Rock franch- uh, Hard Rock franchise. That franchise then went in and and tapped out Abramoff's former clients. Um, in the case of the Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe, the f- tribe's financial advisor had said that the tribe was looted of over a billion dollars through through this uh, arrangement. Wow. And and once these uh, Trump um, allies took control of the tribe, uh, uh, cocaine was flown onto the reservation and it was transformed into what you could, could call a dictatorship. The, the courts were corrupted. The governments were corrupted. Um, the elites within that tribe began kind of grabbing and seizing the assets and engaging in house flipping and, and grift of every uh, um, imaginable variety. Um, so I, I think this type of... Um, you know, uh, government grift is is very typical and emblematic of, of Trump. Um, so I think, you know, through the Abramoff investigation, he was able to kind of clear the path of, of some of his rivals. Um, and he positioned himself into becoming like the, the new kingmaker while maintaining this brand, you know, that he was uh, a, a reformer who wanted to challenge the, the corruption within, within the system. And I think he was charismatic uh, enough to, to uh, appeal to the base. 
Um, one, one thing that the conservative Republicans do, you know, they're, they're very uh, much involved. You know, you look to, to you know uh, Steve Bannon among others. In um, th- they they watch like they gather metadata or they they monitor like the social media of conservatives they find out what issues are most pressing like what would the conservative base be most likely to to respond to and then they tailor their message accordingly yep. so trump trump knew what the base wanted to hear yep, he told he them that and then he did the opposite yeah, well, now here's what I want to do. I want to, this is what I've said all along. He's, he would say a lot of stuff that, that sounded right, and then sometimes mm-hmm. he would go off the reservation, no pun intended with the Indian Casino things, but he would go off the reservation, he would say stuff that was completely unconstitutional, and somebody would have to back him up to correct that, like in an article, I remember he went and really attacked the Bundys, and then mm-hmm. over the weekend somebody must have got a hold of him, he wrote an op-ed that was brilliant. I mean, it was it was really well, maybe somebody else wrote it for him. I don't know. But it was very constitutional what he corrected himself on. He did that with the red flag laws and stuff like that. But I want to I want to pitch this to you and then I want to ask you about a couple of things that tie to this as to how you're saying the elites used him as a Trojan horse. And I want to ask you just your opinion and what you've seen and what you're looking at and from a Christian investigative journalist kind of standpoint. I go to Matthew chapter 4. And one of the, okay. and what we read there in a few verses is this: Jesus led up to the spirit, or was led up to the spirit, uh, uh, led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days, forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, "If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread." And he answered and said, "It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God." And the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him. In, on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall uh, bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him again, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. And Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. And the question I have is, do you get the sense... That I mean, here's here's Donald Trump. He's told us he went to Norman Vincent Peale's church, which was a he was a huge proponent of neuro linguistic programming, uh, almost a form of mind control or under understanding where you can manipulate people by looking at if they're looking at the corner of the room or their nose or whatever the case may be. Um, he's been in there. That that church now has sodomites, lesbians, and all kinds of people teaching in it. So that's the background Donald Trump got. Do you think that the world was basically presented to Trump? Uh, that we'll we'll take care of you, we'll we'll lift you up, we'll bail you out of your you know bankruptcy that's more than you can ever your debt that you can afford if you'll just market things for us. Do you think that's what was going on behind the scenes? I, I really do. Um, I because I think Trump more than anything, you know, he worshipped money. He didn't worship God. Um, his brand w- was a- about success. It wasn't about being, you know, the righteous businessman or the, the man of-, of honor, honor and integrity. He was about winning at, a- at all costs, you know, and, and, uh, uh, ending the game with, with the most wealth on, on the table, um, I think he was presented with, with a deal that you know he could market and sell their agenda, 
and he would he would be invited uh, and, and rank among the the global elite. And I think he wanted that level of, of success and, and power and wealth. So you're you're saying, in your opinion, and I'm just asking your opinion of, of what you you're saying. He's even willing to sell out his fellow fellow countrymen that he says he wants to make America great again, and all which he stole from Ronald Reagan. He wants to make America great. He's willing to sell out his own countrymen. Tell them what they want to hear. He's a Judas, as it were. I mean, I mean, I believe that. I believe that's what he's doing. But it's kind of refreshing to hear somebody who's went through his history to come out and say something like that. Would you say? I'm, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You're, you're saying that's what he's doing. Um, well, I'd have to ask you who was the, the first person who he, he met after uh, once he became an uh, became president. It was uh, Chairman G of Communist China. Mm. You know, so he he want he uh, then um, ensured that uh, his daughter Ivanka acquired patents in, in, in the markets. Um, I, I think Trump is interested in acquiring wealth and and, and power for himself, and so I, I think he knows, um, you know, that he knows what message he needs to convey to make that happen. Um, we saw that you know the, the great lockdowns and uh, you know the the reversal of our you know our great trajectory um happened on his watch you know so i i think he he was behind this and you know i i think that um you know i think he, his make america great again was really a slogan more than it was um an agenda that he was willing to pursue i agree and i think and i think if you look behind the rhetoric you'll see you know for example you know, Steve Bannon was willing to, you know, build the wall if we could give him money, but the but the money didn't go to building the wall; it went to his, you know, private that's purse. That's right. That's exactly and you're right. You'll find a lot that in a lot of cases. Yeah, that's it. No, that's exactly right, and that's what we've tried to get people to see: is look behind. Don't listen to the conservative talking head. Go behind what he said and look at what he did. Hardly any new new wall. And the few miles that was actually new wall was actually funded by the people, and then they use that as a, a purse. We've seen that where they've they've enriched themselves. Uh, several of the people who are part of that build the wall program were, were enriching themselves. Okay, so this leads to two questions because you kind of you brought Abramoff in, you brought Epstein in there, and so I want to I want to ask a little bit about that. Everybody on the the whole thing about Epstein, which largely stayed out of the media, largely it did. Yet, we see that Epstein was one who palled around with Donald Trump. They did business dealings together. Uh, I remember, who was it? Um, Donald Trump Jr. sent out a thing about uh, Giselle, or Giselle Maxwell uh, being at Chelsea, Chelsea's wedding, Chelsea Clinton. And mm -hmm. he was immediately assaulted with all these pictures of his dad with Giselle, Giselle, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. I, I have always have, have a... Tough time saying her name. All these pictures, and I think he ended up pulling his tweet. We see that there, and then we have the ties to uh, for Maxwell and for Epstein that they're tied to Mossad somehow as spies, mm -hmm. putting out honeypots, uh, you know, blackmailing politicians in our uh, country and abroad as well. But doing all of that through this whole Lolita Express, this island, and all this stuff. How does that affect Trump? Because Trump even said himself he knew Epstein like women on the younger side. Now, you don't say that, at least where I'm from, you don't say that unless you're talking about minors or like you're an 80-year-old man and you're looking for like a 30- or 40-year-old woman. And he wasn't that age at the, at the time. So 
How do you see that playing out with Epstein? Was Trump black? Do you think Trump was probably the blackmail? Is there any kind of evidence for that? Um, I, I did see um, some co- a court filing that reflected uh, that Trump had, and this was an accusation. An accusation is not uh, proof, correct? But it is it is an accusation that he had um, molested a young girl with with Jeffrey Epstein, and there was also another girl by the name of Maria, who uh, this you know young lady who's now a little bit older had said that if you tell anybody what we've done to you, you will end up like Maria, and Maria uh, somehow was disappeared. So there are accusations that he did in fact um, molest young girls at least in one instance okay yeah and we want to make clear that's an accusation and but i want people to understand when you've got this kind of power behind you and you've got this kind of money if the person's not willing to stand their ground and, and i think one of the girls pulled her her um fi- court filing and then she came back years later and re- reapplied, and then she pulled it again. I don't know if there was threats. I'm, I'm not going to say what happened there, but I do find that interesting that that was coming from from young women who were claiming that when they were young, these kinds of things happened. Okay, so he's been he's obviously been in with Jeffrey Epstein. He's been with with some of these bankers. Uh, we know he was with uh, what was the guy Sheldon Adelson. Gave him money. We saw the correlation there of his work with Israel. We know he's had Kabbalah teachings and things of that nature. And we know his son-in-law is Chabad Lubavik. Uh, I called Chabad Lubavik to say, hey, is Donald Trump you know, a part of your setup or whatever you guys call it up there? And they said, no, we, we have nothing about that and this, that, and the other. But we know that he's closely tied to that kind of stuff. How does that play? How does that religious affiliation play into him with some of this stuff that the elites are using him for? Um, I, I think he, you know, more than being America first, he's Israel first. The, the elites wanted, and the, when I refer to the elites, I'm referring to the, the Rothschilds, the Vatican, and the City of London. Um, they wanted to establish a world government seated in Israel, and, and I think that um, uh, uh, Trump worked towards to, to that end. Um, one of his allies in Congress who um, uh, presided over the Abramoff hearings was Senator Ben Nighthorse Campbell. Uh, ben, Senator Ben Nighthorse Campbell had sponsored the um, uh, Jerusalem, I think it was the Jerusalem Embassy Act that um, began moving the, um, the American embassy over to Jerusalem so that our companies could then relocate over to, to Israel. Um, now, we've long had uh, a problem since Kissinger, days of Kissinger of having our technology um, moved over or sent over to, to Israel, our, our technological patents and our secrets, yep. uh, which are then exploited and, and often passed on to, uh, to communist China and used against us. But um, his allies began the process of helping to establish um, Israel as the, the world uh, government, the seat of the world government, and the, the vision was for a ter- to impose a tyrannical new world order upon the people. Can I ask you something else? You were saying that Israel was transporting some of that information over to China. I've also read reports where they were also transporting it over to Russia. Is that is that true as well? Um, that that's a possibility. Um, uh, both Russia and China have, in a way, even though um, uh, uh, the Soviet Union and Communist China 
um, they they were creations of the of the Rothschilds and Wall Street. Wall Street bankrolled the communist revolutions, and they were the the Bolsheviks were, um, in many cases, the, the Kazarians or these um, hordes that that were uh, managed by uh, by the Rothschilds. Um, but th- they were uh, both countries were, were were broken. They fell under uh, elite control. Um, and they were subjected to, you know, the the, the new um, Bretton Woods economic system that emerged after uh, World War II. Um, as we've seen, this new system was very predatory. Um, it began to kind of suck the assets out of other countries, place countries in, in their debt, and then, you know, to allow these elites to take control over them. Um, Russia and, and China have kind of wrestled free from that and are establishing their own market kind of independent um, of us. So I, I think that it, it's very possible that, um, that China is passing on uh, the technology uh, to Russia as well. Okay. All right. Now, with that said, and we're bringing Israel into the matter, and people get all bent out of shape at me, because I think modern-day Israel has nothing to do with, with the biblical Israel. I think the biblical Israel yeah. is the church. It's just expanded to, to increase, include more Gentiles. But the mm-hmm. fact that, and it's very deceptive for a lot of American Christians, especially, uh, in what's called dispensationalism. But let's let's ask, the, the further thing that comes to mind is, why would the Vatican, and I believe they're apostate, I think the, our Reformed forefathers, the, the Protestant Reformation, they called them the seat of Antichrist. Why would, they, why would they not want the Vatican to be the seat there? What is the issue with them wanting to come together and say, we want a one, one world government uh, out of the modern state geopolitical structure of Israel? What's, what's up with that? Okay, I'm going into some maybe esoteric okay. territory here. Okay. Um, but um, according to to my research, which also includes um, research at the Vatican through the Vatican archives and also uh, interviews with some of the uh, um, the royal families, um, Jesus Christ uh, established the uh, the God's kingdom on earth. He inherited uh, kingdom of David, who had established God's kingdom in Israel um, from the days of the Roman Empire. Uh, you were ruled were required to have um, a part of the, the Jesus bloodline it was a sacred bloodline and to have been initiated into the mystery schools that his uh, his descendants um, uh, created um, the common law uh, and the, the the international banking system um, so the Vatican from the very beginning ha- uh, has never had the, the held the claim has never claimed uh, the, the divine right to rule, they wanted the, the power to appoint world rulers. Uh, the Vatican has been controlled by the black nobility and very kind of satanic uh, families um, from, from Italy who had deep um, reach into Central Asia, um, to Buddhism and Hinduism and, and other kind of Central Asia, Asian religions. Um, uh, eventually, you know, um, I guess it was through the Napoleonic Wars, the Rothschilds were able to put the Vatican in their debt and then stake claim over the Vatican, which was um, toppling Christian monarchs and, and kingdoms around the world with a view to becoming uh, the, the world ruler. Um, uh, the Rothschilds uh, have um, have attempted to um, claim this kind of divine right to rule. The seat of, of, of Christianity was originally in, in England. 
they've claimed the, 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 the British monarchy for themselves, and they try, they try to um, claim uh, Israel, which is the true seat of, of, uh, of the, you know, God's kingdom, the kingdom of, of David and, and Jesus, that was the home for the real Christians and the Jews. And I don't believe that Rothschild or, or the Zionists represent uh, those interests. I, I think, agree. as you said, they are apostate. And um, what I found very interesting, too, is that um, Israel was created uh, fraudulently. Um, the Rothschilds were, were originally um, contracted to create a Jewish state under uh, ruled by a Jewish temple, but instead they created a Rothschild Knesset. Um, so they are in violation of the terms of their establishment. I believe that this is part of the reason that they are trying to claim the Ukraine, because Ukraine is the historic uh, location or um, area of the of the old Kazarian, you know, the Kazarian Jews. Yep. Um, so I think that they're trying to move from Israel to over to Ukraine since their base of power within Israel is um, is kind of waning. Wow, that's really interesting. And Trump was also a guy who signed on with what former presidents have done. I think going back to Reagan with the Noahide laws, and again, Chabad Lubavik, these these people that I, I don't know why people don't get what uh, what Judaism holds to that the apostle john and first john and, and second john would say if they're rejecting that jesus has come in the flesh or that god has come in the flesh he's the one who wrote john 1 1 it says the word was god and the word became flesh and he's talking about jesus that they're antichrist and yet many christians embrace that but donald trump was signed on to the noahide laws which comes out of that too which many christians would read it and say oh well i don't see anything wrong with that except they're not identifying the same uh, lawgiver, the same judge, the same God, that's what that means. They're not identifying that together, and he's put that out there. Is that something that uh, should concern people who are supporting Donald Trump, uh, that he is in favor of the Noahide laws? Yeah, the, the, the Noahide laws are are fairly brutal. If you can, you know, read what what they are. I don't, I don't know if, if you're, you're if I should say what they are on on your station on your show. Yeah. Okay. But um, but the, I think one one interesting aspect of this is that um, the Rothschilds have attempted to usurp um, the divine right to rule, which is um, uh, God's kingdom on earth, by um, establishing. Um, uh, China, which is the, where they are, the fam their family is originally from, Central Asia, um, as the origins of humanity. Um, they have tried to claim this is you know, going back into history that um, the, the ancient Chinese emperors predicted Jesus's arrival. They traced directly to Noah. Therefore, if they preceded Jesus and they anticipated him, they have the true um, claim to uh, to God's kingdom on earth. And I think that's where where the Noahide laws originated from, and why they are they are so brutal uh, in in their um, care in their and what they intend to do or what how they are are intended to be imposed. But what what they um, what they're intended to do in, within the, the larger scheme scheme of things is to establish a, a global new world order that that is essentially run by communist China, with communist China being a creation of the Rothschilds. Wow, wow, that's incredible, that's incredible. Okay, so we, we've seen that with with Epstein stuff. So let's talk about this. Where okay, now Donald Trump goes into office, uh, fanfare. He wins overwhelmingly here, and it's pretty clear the night that, that he's won and everything. 
Immediately, what I tell people is he showed his true colors like 45 seconds with his concessions, or not his concessions, but his victory speech, saying we owe Hillary Clinton a debt of gratitude, the woman he said should be in jail, and then had her at the inauguration with her husband, Bill. So that should have shown people who he is, but he's in there, and you're saying the elites are using him as a Trojan horse. Can you help? For those who would say, no, I don't believe any of this stuff. Donald Trump said what he he done what he said he would do. Promises made, promises kept. That was the slogan. How could you help people? And we got about three and a half minutes. Do you want to hang over a little bit, too? Do you have time to oh. hang over the show when we close out? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Can you um, help people understand that? Who might be sitting on that fence saying, I don't believe it because my, my, you know, my paycheck was better, which I say, if you're starting with the economy, you're a Marxist. If you start with law and justice, you have a biblical worldview. Help people understand who are there who can't see past that. Okay, uh, so the, the New World Order, um, as envisioned by, by Rothschild, intends to enslave humanity and to ensure that every individual is identified, tracked, and traced from, from cradle to grave. Um, this was an agenda uh, which has its origins in, in communist China. Uh, during the Bush administration, Jared Kushner, um, his son-in-law and senior advisor, worked with uh, the CEO, former CEO of Google, Eric Schmidt, to develop such a, a technology um, through, you know, that was going to be um, implemented through the, you know, the coronavirus vaccines and through the, the tracking devices that would have implemented the Rothschild um, agenda. And I think, you know, as we saw during the Trump administration, that conservatives and patriots were very frequently deplatformed. Um, well, YouTube uh, is um, owned by by Google. Google was working directly with Jared Kushner, who Trump had appointed to the White House. So I think we can. Um, um, trace a lot of uh, these um, tyrannical impulses back to, to Donald Trump. So would it, would it be safe to say, and, and, and we have said it on the air, would it be safe to say like January 6th that Donald Trump kind of lured out or he brought out into the open all of these people Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, patriots and stuff, he kind of lured them out in the open so they could be seen as to who they were, who was who was the ones who were dissenters, if you will, let me put it that way. And all of them have been attacked relentlessly. And people say, well, but Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter, but Donald Trump was kicked off Facebook, but Donald Trump was kicked... And they don't get the idea of how they get played that way. Again, I point people back to the people doing that with Donald Trump having the, I, I don't know what you call it, um, the, the bouts where it's not real. It's, um, ah, I forget the name of the word. But they do it like in karate and all these, they, they, they sport one another. And so it's not real. It's, it looks real, but it's not real. And it seems like it's to draw out these people. Is that what you're saying? Yes, he is gaslighting them, and he's also, you know, created his own social media platform, Truth Social. So, you know, in essence, he wants the the conservatives to kind of move away from the liberal platforms and onto his platforms. This would allow him to to monetize uh, their their data, but at the same time, he you know he uh, can um, pit the Republicans and the liberals and the conservatives against each other, like you can. You know, through which they oh, you know, yeah. through different platforms that can have their own echo chambers. He can more uh, 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 efficiently um, kind of monitor them, monitor their and 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 actually shape their opinions and and voting behavior. Okay, Susan, we got about we got about uh, twenty five seconds here or so. Tell people where they can find out more about you, and then we're going to carry over for Red State Talk people. Join us on SunsLibertyMedia dot com. Okay, wonderful. Um, you can find me on, on my website, which is uh, www.susanbradford.org. 
Okay. All right. Well, that was quick. I didn't even need to give you 25 seconds. So you can check out uh, some of her works there. She's written quite a bit. And, um, you know, I can't endorse everything, but uh, I, what, she, what you've said here, I got to tell you, this is right on par with what we've been telling the people and warning the people about, about the deception that's coming there. So, guys, join us on SonsofLibertyMedia.com for the rest of this with Susan Bradford. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Lord willing, talk to you then. See ya. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And, you know, Susan, let's get to some of that. We, we talked about the Epstein thing. Uh, the guy who gave him the sweetheart deal down in Florida, uh, Mr. Alexander, was then moved up to Secretary of Labor, another unconstitutional office that's there. Uh, but he was promoted up there. We see that Jeffrey Epstein is alleged to have been killed while all the cameras went down, the cops went to sleep, and all this other stuff. I'm surprised it didn't happen with Miss Maxwell, too. Uh, but, you know, and I am my questions of whether the guy's dead or he's out on, you know, Epstein Island or somewhere in Israel or whatever on the, the beach uh, enjoying his life or whatever. Nevertheless, this all happens. That that whole thing of the, the Mossad blackmail of politicians kind of goes quietly into the night. Nobody reports on it except certain people in the alternative media. So Trump gets into office. What all is he doing there that you see? And I, I maybe I can give you a springboard on that. What all do you see that he's being used for this globalism? Because he's he's constantly saying, "I'm not a globalist. I'm for America first, Blah blah, blah all this stuff. The biggest thing I see is the USMCA, where he said NAFTA was a bad deal. But this Council on Foreign Relations president said uh, that the USMCA was NAFTA plus 10 percent. We have 60 something percent verbatim of TPP, which he canceled, is in USMCA. That to me, it seems like it's setting up region one, so to speak, of what the Council on Foreign Relations wanted to set up in the beginning. Would you say that's a good start of saying how he's been used as a Trojan horse? That's very well said. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that he allowed Jared Kushner to lead the negotiations on on NAFTA or on on this new new deal. And it it wasn't really um, an effort to to eliminate NAFTA or or remove us from it, but he rebranded NAFTA. So, you know, we can see that, you know, the, the agenda ha- has continued. Um, I, I think one aspect that I found interesting is that during the, um, the coronavirus, um, the, an effort was made to um, remove those uh, uh, tr- truckers and, and those employees who are not um, members of, of unions. Um, and I, I think the new uh, deal that Jared Kushner had negotiated requires truckers to be members of, of unions, you know, when, when they, they uh, travel across the border. So I think there's some connection there. Um, of course, um, union employees, uh, unions are generally front groups for, for communist uh, um, activism, and they generally fill the, the coffers of the Democratic Party and, and radical uh, liberal groups. Hmm. Amazing. Amazing. What would be some other things that people could be looking for uh, when, again, I go back to your words that you have on the description for your book, that Donald Trump is a Trojan horse coming in on behalf of the leech? Do you think, um, and I'm just going to spitball this one, um, all of this, I mean, the spending that Donald Trump incurred in one term, and I'm not even going to talk about his golf game, which all the conservatives were about Obama over eight years and his golf game and the cost. And go look at Donald Trump's. It was massive, the spending to go play uh, golf at his, his, his uh, resort. 
But the spending that went on, the mass amounts of wealth redistribution to corporations, uh, foreign, uh, some of them are enemies, but to foreign countries and everybody else, and then they would kind of throw a bone to the American people, what was it, like $600 or $1,200 here and there, uh, and doing that. And I think by the time he left office, we were almost $10 trillion more in debt than when he got in in just four years. And everybody says, oh, well, the, co- the convids were out and stuff. And um, yet he's pimping for Big Pharma. He continues to pimp uh, for Big Pharma the, the shots that are there. Would that be one, the, the massive spending to push us to a point where our debt is so great, they're having to do this great reset, and they're going to try to bring in a digital currency, which I know is part of Communist China because it's tied to a, a social credit score and things like that. Would you say that's another place where that where that started at? That's a very, uh, very good point. Um, yes, like if they if they can create a, such a debt that is un- unsustainable, um, the economy, of course, a bubble will, will collapse, and that will give them the opportunity to, to bring in this um, great reset um, that they're they're promoting. The elites are promoting. Um, I mean, there was a tremendous amount, you know, of, of grift during uh, Trump's administration, um, like the uh, the Department of Homeland Security uh, or, or the Department of um, Housing. Um, HUD, uh, uh, Housing and Urban Development, um, uh, kicked a number of contracts over to um, to Trump, uh, Trump's friends and uh, Trump interests. Um, and I, I think Trump, you know, used the, the White House uh, to, to raise money. I mean, he was um, uh, dramatically in debt, I believe, in the um, hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, I believe, according to uh, one of his uh, former attorneys. Um, he used the, uh, the, the election fraud uh, um accusations uh to raise money uh while running these kind of false um efforts to you know these very clumsy and incompetent efforts to to regain to reclaim the white house almost as if the the purpose of the election fraud was to generate sympathy for himself and to raise money so I, i think there's that element as well that he was using the federal government as a tool to re- redistribute the public's wealth uh, and, and that of his supporters to himself. Okay, now let me ask you something about that because you know we've been very critical of Donald Trump. I've written some good stuff where he where he's done some good things because he did do that. But I recognize the Hegelian dialectic. You got to throw some some good bones out there to be a good controlled opposition. So True. with with him and the election stuff. I actually believe it was stolen. I mean, I don't. I see no support for Joe Biden. I didn't see any of it for Kamala Harris. Any of this stuff. So I, I, my gut tells me it was real. We've seen some of the videos. We've heard some of the testimonies from people. We've seen some of the documentation that that's gone on, and it continues on and on. We've even had my friend Don Brown on, who's just across the line from me. He was involved in some of the litigation there, and he says, "Yeah, tell me so I can show you certain things." and he even wrote a letter to NewsGuard uh, defending us against their attacks against SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. So I know some of that's there, and some people will say, well, see, they're really after him. Don't you understand, Susan? I mean, they, he would, if he was doing the – if he was on their side, they wouldn't be attacking him. How, how, do you, how do you try to help people understand how history's played it out where they play the good cop, bad cop kind of thing? That's what I want to call it. How do you help them understand that through some of the research that you've done on Donald Trump here? Uh, Trump is a, a master manipulator and an actor who, who plays with um, through theatrics. He, a number of um, screenwriters were on his uh, payroll and who served in his cabinet. Um, what, what I uncovered is that uh, Trump 
um, and this is well, maybe you know, could be, be a little shocking to many of you that Trump rigged the own, his own election against himself. He did not want to serve a second term because he knew the economy would collapse uh, during this next next uh, administration, and he didn't. He thought that that would hurt his brand. And to to get a sense of this, um, you may want to research um, the, uh, some of the revelations by a lady uh, by the name of Maria Zach. Um, have you heard of her, Tim? Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, okay. So Maria Zach um, revealed that um, uh, the election was rigged, or there was some um, electronic interference from Italy through a company called um, Leonardo SPA. Um, the, uh, the, the switching was, was overseen, um, by Trump's own ambassador to Rome. Um, the money that was used to do it was, um, funneled through the Vatican where Newt Gingrich's wife, Callista, uh, Gingrich, um, was ambassador, you know, serving as ambassador to the Vatican. Leonardo SPA, the company behind, allegedly behind this, uh, voting fraud, um, was represented, uh, by, um, uh, Ballard Partners. Ballard Partners was a leading Trump um, fundraiser. Its um, uh, lobbyists had um, served on his transition team and have, had appointed a number of these deep state operators within his administration. Um, and they were uh, representing the very company that that switched the votes. And it appeared that after um, the revelations had emerged in Italy, that they had in fact rigged the election. Um, uh, Trump's team then went into damage control and tried to kind of create um, a bit of a, a distraction, to, you know, to protect themselves from from what was actually revealed. And so I think, you know, if you look at January 6th, um, the, the police who pulled back uh, the barricades were uh, working for the local uh, government. Um, at that time, um, Capitol Hill was represented by Ballard Partners, which provided the, the political advice. And uh, it was uh, also represented by a group called the Group DC, which was peopled by um, former um, Obama campaign workers. So you have, once you begin to scratch the surface, you'll see a partnership between um, Obama and Trump against the American people. And oh, I, I, wow. I'll talk about some of this there. <laughs> okay, I can, look, I can just see people, and I know people on the on the radio wouldn't see this, but we're off the radio now. We're just on the video platform. Mm-hmm. I can see people who, who, when you just said that right there, they're going, what? No, this lady is crazy. She's out of her mind. What are you talking about? But we, but I got to tell you, and I don't know if you if you've seen it too, but you remember when... Uh, what was the guy's name? Jerome Corsi. He was going to come out with that book. Where's the birth certificate, right? When Obama was in office. before he, Right before he came out with it, like days before, Donald Trump came in and said, if Barack Obama would just show us the birth certificate. And remember they stuck that fake birth certificate on the, web, on the website of the White House for years. It was easily debunked by anybody who had any kind of knowledge of Photoshop. And, and I could do it, and I don't have a lot of knowledge with Photoshop. But the layers on that and how it was constructed, and it was it was utterly a fraud. And I think this is what uh, Joe Arpaio's cold case posse, I think is what he called them. This is what they uncovered. He says, look, I'm not saying where he was born. What, this is a fraud. This is a fraudulent document, and so are some others. In fact, Obama couldn't even pass uh, E-Verify to work at McDonald's if he had to do that. But Donald Trump came out and said, if you'll do this, we'll do it. So as soon as he did that, Donald Trump dropped it like a hot potato. It was like, it was bringing it to the front to say, okay, put up or shut up. When he put the fraudulent thing, Donald said, that's good enough for me, and he left it. Mm-hmm. And so many people said, well, there it is, without any scrutiny, 
And, you know, again, I go back to some of these things where, you know, Trump has been asked about uh, his Christian heritage. Have you repented? Have you asked God for it? Nope, never done that. I eat my cracker, eat my way, or drink my drink my drink, uh, my little wine, and eat my cracker and stuff like this. But I never repented. I haven't asked God for forgiveness because he doesn't know God. And I see him as portraying himself as a Christian. He gets out in front of the church, holds up his Bible, talks about God and Christmas and all this stuff, which, you know, honestly, Christmas isn't in the Bible. So, you know, that's something that we that men have constructed in the first place. But I think about what Scripture says about that, too. I'd like your I'd like your comments on this. This is from Second uh, Corinthians, chapter 11. Paul writes and he says, Wherefore, because I love you not, God knoweth, but what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers are transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Uh, and then he goes on from there. But but one of the things that I see that Donald Trump, he kind of took on some of this Christian vernacular, like a thin veneer of Christianity to some people. And yet, I, I mean, I tell people, I said, if you want to see a devil, you look at a person like that. You look at a person who's presenting themselves as though they're an angel of light, a minister of light, on the right side, upholding the law. And yet, when you get beyond what they say, which James tells us to watch what you say and then watch what you do, when you look what they do, there's something else. That's very well said. Um, and I think um, if you scratch the, the surface, you'll see that uh, Trump does not serve the, the, the true Judeo-Christian um, God. Um, his spiritual advisor, just, just to give you a sense, it, um, is heavily connected to the Universalist Church. The Universalist Church is um, is essentially the, the Moonies. Uh, the Moonies, I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with them, but they yes. have um, yep. the bank the financial or the Washington Times, among uh, other conservative uh, publications and causes. Um, and uh, they were created by the KCIA, which is a Korean CIA with the, the, the CIA and these intelligence a agencies ultimately being controlled by the Rothschilds and Vatican. So it's a false light. And on the one hand, you'll have uh, their, their followers like Dick Cheney and Newt Gingrich saying, you know, we are for peace and love and unity. But at the same time, they're, they're promoting war, disharmony and a, a divide, uh, divide and conquer um, ethos. Okay. All right. So let, let me make a cl clarification because people know on the morning show, I, I don't make the intro and stuff. I, I don't buy into Judeo-Christian. I looked at Judeo, how it's used hyphenated in, in, uh, in history. And the, 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 Judea, the Judaizers, as I want to call them, um, would take and put that with their nationality. So they're identifying their nation and their, their, their religion. And I think when we do that, we confuse things historically. I, that's just me. Okay. I, I think that. Okay. But, but I'll say the God of the Bible, and I think we can agree on that. Old Testament, New Testament, same God. He didn't change or any of that. But, but the fact of the matter is that comes out. That becomes a great deception for America whose foundations, and I'm talking about long before the Constitution, were Christian. I mean, our state yeah. laws were, you know, they would cite what the law was, what the punishment was, and then they would cite a biblical text for why that was. They were looking to the lawgiver, God himself, for why they, why they were following these particular laws and why they administered these kind of punishments. So this leads to something else. 
how does a guy like Trump, what what do you see going on in the future? Because he's playing it up like he's going to run. And I get what you said. He doesn't want to be in there uh, because he thinks the economy is going to crash. I mean, my goodness, he's been spent, you know, he's signed off on all the debt. Congress is a part of it, too, so I'm not blaming it on him, just like every president, every Congress. But he's done that. He wants to get out. Do you think he actually wants to get in, or do you think he's starting this WWE scuffle with DeSantis, and DeSantis is wanting to get in? Because both of these guys, DeSantis, as far as I'm concerned, he's a Roman Catholic, so he has his allegiance to a foreign entity, the Pope and the Vatican, and, and that whole apostate system. And this is why I can't, I can't figure it out, Susan, why... Uh, you know, professed Bible-believing Christians will follow after these men who are, their allegiance is not to the people that they, that will vote them in office. Their allegiance is to a foreign entity like that. It reminds me of uh, Charles I bringing in, you know, a Protestant king, bringing in Roman Catholics from foreign lands, and Oliver Cromwell having to stand up and say, no, you can't be doing this, and he was willing to go to war about it. How, how, do, how do people, how are people getting sucked into this? Um, I, I think that the um, uh, elites promote these kind of crazy uh, woke uh, agenda items like um, transgendered having uh, allowing transgendered men into women's women's bathrooms, which is yeah, clearly very uh, problematic. Um, and so uh, people like uh, or leaders like DeSantis will will take take issues like that on or, or take take on issues like abortion and, and other uh, issues that um, are, are highly emotive and, and are emotionally charged and and which resonate with with people on a kind of an, an ethical or maybe an emotional level to um, kind of convince them like look I'm on your side I, I share your values but while they, they while they, they may win small concessions for, for for those issues, the the wider agenda continues, and that that is one of a march towards uh, towards tyranny. Okay, yeah, and I don't think they're just emotional things. I think they're moral issues. I mean, abortion. You know, the Bible says God says it's an abomination. The hands that shed innocent blood, and and we can go through all kinds of passages about that. Here's the one thing, and we'll wrap it up with this one, okay? But here's the one that I'm really going to trip some people out on. I want to ask you something. Okay. How about Donald Trump as a Freemason? Or is there any evidence of that? And because I see, we had a, we, I had a friend, uh, Victor Porlier, worked in the State Department from the 60s. He was on the show every week. We were doing history lessons going back hundreds of years in the Middle East. This was after uh, Trump had Soleimani assassinated and didn't have any evidence that he was doing squat. Um, and uh, we, we, we started talking about that. We got up to the one thing, and the next show we were going to do before all the convicts hit, and him and his wife got really sick. I don't know what they got. They may have gotten some of you know whatever was making people sick. But we were going to tackle the next thing, and that is, well, how do you have Muslims, and how do you have Jews, and how do you have Christians, and Roman Catholics, and all this in that central area? How are they going to get together to have a one-world government? And he said, it was Freemasonry was the glue holding it all together. And I want to ask you, in your research, is there any indication that Donald Trump uh, is a Freemason, or that he's tied with that at all? Um, the one part of this that, that I can't I can't address is that when he was being recruited and groomed uh, to become a future president, 
um, he was tapped by a group called the Esoteric CIA, and the Esoteric CIA is in charge of fulfilling biblical prophecy. Like they orchestrate the wow. circumstances and, and world events to you know to create the illusion. Like, look, we we have the hand of God. God's kingdom on earth is being rebuilt according to biblical prophecy. So he was uh, he was enlisted to, to serve that agenda, and that agenda is, is ultimately driven by the Rosicrucians. Wow. Okay. Now I, I'm familiar with those guys early on in American history uh, being here. But with that said, so you're saying that there's something to their they've set a narrative for what they believe prophecy should be uh, should fulfill, and they're trying to fulfill that themselves. They're they're doing a self fulfilling pro- prophecy. Is that did I understand you correctly? Is what they're doing? Yes, because they they, they cannot legitimately claim um, God's blessing or god's legitimacy so they they are going through the motions to kind of legitimatize themselves to say look we on our watch we are creating uh uh, we are fulfilling god's prophecy therefore we have uh the right to rule over humanity as gods on earth that's absolutely that's absolutely incredible i'm sure there's people who are shaking their head going what 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 is this because i've never heard of the esoteric what is what esoteric of esoteric cia I've never heard of that, uh, but that's that's quite interesting. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap up a little bit, and uh, what I want to do is give you the final word on that, because I don't want to leave people with just information. They know about that. Most of our, our, our listeners have heard us speak on Donald Trump. We've just talked about the things that we know in history, the things that we can demonstrate in video, documents, audio, whatever the case may be. And even now, with the deep fakes, that's getting more difficult to, to sort through. But what would be a word of exhortation, like a positive thing, uh, something, and I use that sort of subjective, what would be a solution for people who are hearing this who say, okay, Susan, I buy what you're saying, Um, what do I do with it? I mean, how am I supposed to respond to this? Because, you know, we're only given the two dog bowls that the the two parties with their jerseys are going to feed us or the mockingbird media is going to put up for it and we know that there's like over a thousand people run for the office of the white house uh the president uh, every every time that that's that's offered what would be a positive thing that you can see out of that that you can say hey there's a solution that we can we can make as the people if we'll just be obedient and we'll we'll stand against the tyranny that's coming in even though it's coming in under under the guise of deception um uh, I'll do my best. Um, I, I think that what Trump has taught us more than anything is that we, we should not be looking to a, a savior. Like our, our savior is Jesus Christ. We must look to our, within ourselves and, and to God. Um, but um, as the, the Bible clearly um, uh, admonishes, the truth will set us free. Um, therefore, I think it's very important for us to pursue the, the truth, how, however uncomfortable that is. And what you will find is that uh, the most vilified man on earth, Jesus Christ, is, is vilified for a reason, because the kingdom that he established on earth is what, um, and, and the, the rule of law, the legitimacy, is standing in the way of their efforts to to uh, state claim on, on this world. So I think as you pursue the truth, you, you will uncover that the, the entire system that they've created is illegitimate, is color of law, and that they, they've built their house on the sand. It's like a, a house of cards. So they, they should not fear, but have, have faith and uh, continue to pursue the, the truth, and I think the truth will be very liberating for them. 
Amen. Amen. I, no, I think that's great. We always admonish people to get into the scriptures themselves, learn the truth, because Jesus said he he was he was the truth, the way, the truth, the life. He also prayed to the Father. He said, "Sanctify them by the truth." And what did he say? He said, "Your word is truth." And he also prayed, "Don't take them out of the world, but but keep them right. Those that you've given to me." So he and, and those who would believe later on. So I think that's a good word. All right, I'm going to give you just a couple of seconds. If you take as long as you, as you need here. Tell people where they can find out more about you and your website thank you uh so my website is uh www.susanbradford.org um, that website showcases um some of my more more recent books um i have a few interviews linked there more some recent interviews and a small blurb um that uh, kind of summarizes uh, my background um you you are also able to you're welcome to contact me uh anybody from your audience is more than welcome to contact me with any questions or concerns um and i'd be more than happy you know to to address them okay all right susan bradford thank you i'll say goodbye to you off air hang on for me just a second guys uh catch bradley today at 3 p.m eastern 2 p.m central sons of liberty media.com and lord will will be back with you in the morning 6 a.m bright and early talk to you then see ya